Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Last week, we said that we weren't going to do this, but we are <laughs> because we started the research of uh, the Asian quarter. Right. This is like the missing piece. And well, and I'm glad that we kind of said that we weren't going to, but then, you know, things happen because there really are a lot of like little things that are kind of missing that I'm like, wait, what? And then I went back and read this. So we're going to read you the Scorpio files. We kind of alluded to it last week. So we kind of said, you know, we were just reading the scrapbook, but this kind of really does fill in. There is going to be some repetition, but it's also a different way of hearing it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So it is the Scorpio files. We will, again, link it to the show notes and hopefully it sets us up well for the Asian quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think we can very quickly skim the beginning of it because it starts off with Blackie and the riffraff <laughs> and Blackie is John Stamos yes. and we can talk about that, but it introduces, well, I don't know if he had been introduced before. Oh yeah, Josh, we yeah. had because Josh is Frisco's roommate, but there was a whole situation there. So we're not going to get all into again that. So it mentions that across the Atlantic, the real Grant Putnam, whose identity had been used earlier by the DVX was alive. He came to Port Charles bent on bent to destroy the man who had stolen his face and identity. And that was Grant Andrews mm-hmm. in Port Charles. Celia was stunned to meet the real Grant who promised not to interfere with her life. That's nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, imposter Grant and Celia cemented their love to avoid confusion. And they changed their last name to Andrews. Grant Putnam waged a secret war on Grant Andrews and it was played by the same guy. So he was fighting himself. Fun. And he accomplished this by systematically destroying Celia and Grant's marriage. 
But then it talks about how Andrews became friends with Tanya, but Tanya, and then it talks about like Jimmy Lee and Celia. And I don't know why they talked about all of this, <laughs> but it just talks about how like Celia then went to Jimmy Lee and all of that. And then Tanya moved on to Frisco, but then she moved on to Tony. Mm-hmm. And then Felicia wound up under his bed, under Frisco's bed. Stealing jewels. <laughs> yes. Trying to get the ring back. Everything that we talked about last week. Right. Talks again about how Robert went to Mexico to save Luke and all that stuff. But the thing that I wanted to get started on was after Felicia and the gang returned to Port Charles. So this is like where last week's kind of just, and they went to Port Charles. Right. Stuff happened still. Stuff happened. So after they returned to Port Charles, Sean and his henchmen had removed the gold and the ship and ship it to New York to be fenced. Sean accepts Robert's invitation to come to Port Charles, but detours to New York first. This is your New York City. See? I don't know why they just say, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying that New York would be the end. And he calls Felicia to join him in visiting the Maximilian exhibit. And I think this is the one that he and, or she and Frisco visited, right? I think so. Okay. After having a nice visit at the museum, Sean presents Felicia with a portrait of Maximilian. Later, she and Frisco argue, and as he helps her settle into the Port Charles Hotel, they spot Van, one of Peter's henchmen, who manages to escape. Jack, who's in the next room, overhears Frisco call Robert, and he kills Van, and then after he threatens to squeal on Sean. So Sean actually came to Port Charles at the request of the WSB. Mm -hmm. See, and this fills in some things that were like, wait, what is going on? I love Sean. To check into the strange theft of the valuable Cassidine family brooch. Unbeknownst to anyone, Don Lee had cleared, clearly engineered this maneuver to give himself an irreproachable cover during the transport of rare artifacts and jewels. Arriving on Christmas Eve, Sean disappointed, Sean's disappointed that Robert isn't there to receive him. And he goes to the Croydon where Robert's investigating the murder. He pales upon seeing Van's body. Dun, dun, dun. The Scorpios throw a huge welcome bash, welcome bash for Sean that evening. And Sean announces that he's purchased a local shipping company. Learning Robert called the WSB, Sean, Dr. Van's, learning Robert's, learning that Robert called the WSB, Sean, doctors Van's wallet with phony phone numbers and then orders Jack Slater to place Van's wallet in the Croydon. Frisco surprises Felicia with a visit to Mariah, whom Sean warns Jack to stay away from as she would recognize him because he had spent, because he was pretending to be the film director. Yep. And Donnelly integrated himself into Felicia. This write-up actually breaks it down into like the different characters. I love that. Yes. So do you want to take us to the next? Uh, To the Jones boys? Sure, I can handle the Jones boys. Those Jones boys. (laughs) The air between Frisco and Felicia was thick with tension as the lovers used various ploys to make each other jealous. Felicia took a job and a room at Kelly's while Frisco tried to impress Felicia by agreeing to star in a new syndicated TV show. And we did talk about that last time. Tony Jones married Tanya Rosgrove in the hospital chapel. Courtesy of Frisco and Felicia, the newlyweds honeymooned at Mariah's Texas Hacienda. Frisco and Felicia planned to visit them en route to Mexico when Frisco agreed to help Felicia open the crypt containing the valuable Aztec treasure. Sean Donnelly got to the treasure first and removed it just before Felicia and Frisco reached the crypt. Felicia's former fiancé, 
Peter Harrell, who is believed to be dead, vowed revenge on his old friend Sean for arranging the heist. Back in Port Charles, Tony and Tanya received wonderful news. They were going to have a baby. Frisco and Felicia made love and contemplated moving in together. However, Peter Harrell was about to return to Port Charles and turn their lives upside down. Soon after arriving in town, Peter was knifed by Jack Slater. Bleeding and hurt, Peter called on Felicia to save his life. Felicia called Dr. Tony Jones, and Slater shot him. Tony slipped into a coma. Donnelly, desperately trying to cover his tracks, ordered his accomplice, Slater, to leave town. And that's when we talked about Frisco blaming Felicia for his brother being in the coma. Yep. Because, but I don't think we really talked about it. I know we watched it as we were, but I don't think that it was really mentioned in the book when we were reading it. We mentioned that Tony was in a coma. We didn't talk about no, how we didn't, got. We didn't talk about how it got there, but it mentioned that Frisco was mad at Felicia. Yes, yeah. but it was like, but why? Well, this is why. And then we have the mysterious Miss Devane. Before scurrying out of town, Slayer stole a bag of precious jewels from Donnelly and fenced them with a charming new arrival, Anna Devane, who last week we only talked about being a secretary. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We get the background here a little bit. Anna Devane, who shared a past with Robert Scorpio, came to Port Charles and befriended Holly. Anna, who had a disfiguring scar on her face, secretly obtained information about Mrs. Scorpio's past and snooped around Robert's WSB communication room. That was so fun. The huge computer room. What was she up to? Scorpio returned to New York and was shocked to find Anna in his home. She was his ex-wife. <gasps> Robert had broken up with Anna, his WSB partner, when she turned the table, when she turned out to be a double agent, Anna then became Sean Donnelly's secretary, and they secretly formed a partnership to fence the Aztec treasure. And what we read last week, it didn't sound like Anna was in on the plan right. for Donnelly to, but she was. Which is so funny that they all became BFFs after this. I'm still like, confused. Hey, you tried to steal, or you did steal and tried to sell my Aztec treasures, and now we're joking about me wearing them. Let's okay. There's something that you said last week about how, because we were like, how were Robert and Donnelly friends? And you're like, well, he was just so great with Robin. There's something that's going to happen when we talk about the Asian quarter. They, I still don't understand how they how they all became best friends. Okay. So Robert grew suspicious of Anna and Sean. Then the treasure turned up missing again, and I think this is when. They went down for the second time with Felicia in the school field trip. Mm-hmm. Robert suspected Sean. Sean suspected Robert. And Anna suspected them both. Putting aside their differences, Robert teamed up with Anna to find the treasure. And their close relationship made Holly jealous. Because Holly didn't know that Anna was his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. She was like, wow, they get along really well. <laughs> and then Tony lives. Recovering from the coma, Tony Jones uttered a single word, Donley, in Robert's presence. Tony's wife, Tanya, miscarried her baby. Despite the tragedy, Tanya had one reason to be grateful when Tony got his memory back. He remembered his love for Tanya, but recalled nothing about the shooting. Frisco, still estranged from Felicia, became a trifle jealous of her close friendship with Kevin, which is so Kevin weird. Kevin Connor, not Kevin Collins. Yes. So it's not our Kevin. No, not our Kevin. Because we like to reuse the same names. We do, many times. But that was so weird because you... Not weird, but like, mm -mm, you can't be jealous because you're the one that dumped me. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Tony becomes more impatient as he 
covers and is thrilled when his doctors allow him to attend a surprise birthday party for Frisco later in the month. He has a special present in mind for his brother, Tony says, straining to get out of his wheelchair. Jake and Bobby agree to install an automatic wheelchair lift at the Brownstone, enabling Tony to move to there. Aww. Then the break-in goes awry. Felicia admits, admits to Frisco that she now senses that Don Lee may have stolen the treasure. She also has a plan to, quote, unmask Sean or else prove his innocence once and for all. I like that she had the either or. Like, I hope it's proving him innocent, but I have a feeling it's not going to. But she went in with a very objective mind. Aware of Sean's feelings for her, mm. which was not, we talked about how the videos alluded to, but it was never written. This is written. Yep. Felicia wangles a dinner invitation to the penthouse. With Frisco hiding in a nearby stairwell, Felicia will leave the apartment during a diversionary, quote, wrong number call, courtesy of Kevin, and tape over the door lock. Then she and Jones can slip back into this, can slip back in to search the place. Admiring Felicia's courage more than he can admit, Frisco agrees to the setup. Meanwhile, wearily arriving home, a tormented Scorpio insists to Holly that he wants to share his past with her. Holly is more than willing to listen, but Robert says only a few words before he is interrupted by more business. Dismayed, Holly requests that Anna meet her on the waterfront. I wonder if it was Pier 54. I don't know. Understandably nervous, Ms. Devane does not give Holly any satisfactory answers. Once Holly, once Anna tells Robert that his wife questioned her, Scorpio realizes that he must close this case quickly. He's going to break into Sean's penthouse. Is Anna with him? All the way, she replies. The evening of his planned break-in with Anna, Robert again attempts to unburden himself to Holly. However, when Celia arrives, ready to see a movie with her friend, Holly turns the tables and curtly informs Robert that it'll have to wait. Immediately regretting her fit of temper, Holly decides to enjoy her night out. Continually avoiding Sean's affections, ugh, Felicia steps out of the penthouse right on time, hovers in the stairwell with Frisco until they guess that Donnelly is asleep, and then sneak back inside. Suddenly, they hear a noise on the terrace and a hide in the closet, just in time to see two masked figures enter the room. Moments after Robert and Anna reveal the combination to Donnelly's safe, a light goes on and Sean stands there, gun in his hand. Putting away the weapon, Donnelly taunts Scorpio and Anna for their clumsiness and orders them to leave. Having heard all of this, Frisco and Felicia wait for the house to get quiet, then open the safe. Felicia is stunned to see her family crown and other artifacts. I would be too. She is also shattered by Sean's deceit and lies, realizing that he had used her all along to get the treasure. When the twosome spotted Robert and Anna dejectedly sitting at Kelly's, the young sleuths kept their discovery to themselves. Apparently, they concluded, Scorpios can't be trusted either. Holly and Celia also had a ch- also chance upon Robert and Anna at the diner, and there's no mistaking the fury in Mrs. Scorpio's eyes. Desperate for a safe place to stow the treasure, Felicia and Frisco placed the gems in a cluttered basement of Jake and Bobby's brownstone. They have no idea that someone is observing their hiding place. And once the couple leaves, the mysterious thief absconds with the loot. I would be walking around with that crown all day long. Don't touch it. It's mine. Holly learns about the other Mrs. Scorpio. Donley is surprised to find Holly at his door, demanding information about Anna and her husband. At a loss, Sean admits only that the two former WSB agents were partners. Meanwhile, Scorpio obtains a search warrant and, accompanied by Anna, turns up later at Donley's penthouse. Freely admitting that he has three pieces of treasure in his safe, Sean offers to give them up. When Donley's safe is seen to be empty, everyone's suspicions run rampant. 
It's the end of the line, says Robert, coming up with nothing after his search. Now he has to tell Holly everything. Da, da, da. When Robert gets home, his manner is so serious that Holly immediately knows something is wrong. Anna Devane wasn't just my partner in the WSB, Robert says brokenly. She was my wife. Holly thought the only thing Robert was concealing was his guilt over Anna's scar. She was not prepared when he revealed that Anna was his wife. Devastated by her husband's shocking disclosure, Holly lashes out at Robert for keeping his past love a secret. Our whole life has been a lie, she cries, unwilling to hear any excuses. But Scorpio is determined to finally get everything out in the open. Robert's admission that he loved Anna and the fact that his love caused an innocent man to die are intolerable to Holly. How can she respect him now? She asks in torment and then storms out of the house. Robert's revelation leads Holly to make a decision. She must plan her future. Admitting only to Celia that she's going to visit Nanny in London, Holly's face betrays her serious rift with Robert. Arriving home just as his wife is about to leave, Robert again tries to talk, but to no avail. Holly will spend some time in London and think about whether she can ever return to Robert as his wife. Aw, I hope they get back together. <laughs> Tony's still in danger. By obtaining, se- by obtaining a seaman's job aboard the medical ship, Slater and Prescott... Did they mention that Prescott is Peter's brother in this write-up? No. We talked about it in the last one, though. Right. So Prescott is Peter's brother, and they set sail on the vessel. To Slater's surprise, the secret hold is empty. The would-be thieves plot a new course of action at the Panamanian Cafe, where Morgan, spotting Slater, alerts Donnelly to the killer's whereabouts. But Slater, unaware that he has been seen, prepares to return to Port Charles and finish what he started, including the murder of Tony Jones. Don't you dare. (laughs) Nervous about the treasure, Felicia wants it returned to Mexico, when Frisco sees it as a way to uncover the rest of the loot. Unbeknownst to Felicia... Frisco convinces Josh to meet him at the Brownstone. With the jewels having been returned to their hiding place, Frisco selects a brooch, and he persuades Clayton to tape a TV interview claiming he found the gem and wants to return it to the light, to its rightful owner. Naturally, Felicia is horrified when she sees the tape, sure that Frisco's scheme will get them killed. But Jones, already in a sour mood, when did they start calling him Jones? I don't know, and especially it doesn't make sense now that we have both of them. Right. Well, we had Tony first. Right. But so, I, if yeah. one of them was Jones, it should have been Tony. But, but I don't remember now... them ever saying Mm-mm. in, I don't know, whatever. But Frisco, already in a sour mood because he thinks everyone forgot his birthday, is sure that the ploy will lure Donnelly and his accomplice out of the woodwork. Meanwhile, with Frisco totally in the dark, Tanya invites all of his friends to a surprise party at Kelly's. Aww. Yay! Hiding out in Port Charles, Slater can't wait to kill Tony. First, Prescott manages to get a job at Donnelly's warehouse, where he eventually discovers the treasure is nowhere on the premises. As Sean and Anna squabble about the missing treasure, a messenger leaves an unsigned envelope for them, directing them to the waterfront address and mentioning the treasure. Arriving separately at the destination, the mistrustful spies realize they have been set up. Before they can get to Donnelly's office, Prescott and Slater leave a false message on Sean's computer describing Slater's death in Panama. With everyone believing he's dead, Slater sees an open pathway to murder. Later at Callie's, Prescott overhears a discussion about Frisco's surprise party, including the fact that Tony will be there. Mm-hmm. As Anna tells Sean about the Scorpio split, Robert storms in wanting to discuss Tony's safety. Despite the report on Sean's computer, Scorpio is dubious his computer list 
Scorpio is dubious. His computer lists nothing about Slater's demise. Checking further, Robert noticed that a key code is missing from the entry on Slater, leading him to assume that Donnelly might have put the message, put in the message himself. And this was like the big computer that just had the black screen and the green type. I mean, it wasn't, mm. he wasn't double clicking on a file. <laughs> it was all key coded. Tony is overjoyed to have a day outside and unaware that Slater is on his trail. Though Prescott orders his crony to stand up, Slater disguises himself and heads to the Jones apartment. See, if we keep with Jones, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would be confused. Yeah. Spotting the note, he traces Tony to the hospital when his bodyguards position to prevent Slater from firing a clear shot. When Prescott sees him on the waterfront and orders him to leave, Slater knocks Harold cold and goes to Kelly's where the party is in full swing. Frisco is surprised and genuinely moved by the generosity of his friends and gives them a heartwarming, heartwarming thank you. As Frisco finishes his speech, Tony starts to give his brother his own present and he attempts to stand away from the wheelchair. In order, in the doorway of Kelly's, his target in view, Slater carefully aims his gun. Straining valiantly, Tony stands away from his wheelchair. Suddenly, Scorpio spots Slater's gun and knocks Tony to the floor just as the shot rings out. Kelly erupts into chaos as Donnelly, with Anna right behind him, takes off after the gunman. Ordering Slater to freeze, Sean is met with gunfire. <gasps> Donnelly returns the gunplay. Don't think we're playing here. No. And Slater falls dead. Though Donnelly claims he only aimed to wound Slater, Scorpio doesn't buy his claim of accidental death. Mm. And honestly, why should he? Right. No, seriously, trust me. I've only lied to you. Exactly. All of exactly. This. And you know, his gun skills are amazing. If you mean to shoot to kill, you do. And if you don't, you don't. That's, yes. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Grant's got the goods. Only one man knew where the missing Aztec treasure was located because he had stolen it and hidden the valuables in the basement of the newly refurbished brownstone owned by Bobby Brooke and her partner, Jake Myers. The culprit was none other than Grant Andrews. Grant had snatched the treasure in a desperate move to win back his ex-wife, Celia, who was now engaged to Jimmy Lee Holt. See, and this makes sense because in the other one, I was trying to figure out where Celia and all that made sense. So I'm glad that like this at least explained at the beginning about the two grants. Yes. And trying to get her back. Yep. They made plans to marry (laughs) in a 90s style wedding to be held aboard a train on a specially outfitted Pullman car. Sean Donnelly agrees to help Grant transport the treasure on Jimmy Lee and Celia's wedding train. When Grant discovers that Sean was duping him, he becomes anxious to redeem himself by teaming up with Scorpio, Anna, Frisco, and Felicia to bring Donnelly to justice. And like you pointed out before, this is not the 1990s, which is why I was like, wow, again. Yep. This makes me feel so old. Old flames. Sean is able to duck Frisco, who's been trying to keep him on the wedding train after Sean realizes none of his men have actually seen Robert lately and suspect that Robert and Anna have been putting on a ruse as lovers. <laughs> the absent Robert has actually flown off to Washington to run WSB checks on Sean's men and deduces that Sean's men will be moving the treasure by land. Oh, Washington's on the West. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Smith is doing stuff on the West. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I hope they make it all go together. Go ahead. Okay. But Donnelly at some point became a good guy. So he shouldn't have still negative stuff out in the West, right? Unless he has people that he let down by at some point, And I'm not sure when becoming a good guy. 
I have to go back and listen to our own Sean Don. I really don't feel like Sean's 411 thought it. It was very negative. But I don't feel like his 411 that we did was. Was it? I feel like it was. I feel like it was because that was when you asked me, why do you love him? And I was like, just wait, just wait, just wait. No, I felt like the way that he talked to women Uh, was very derogatory and very condescending. Oh, it was. And that's why I was like, wait, why? I don't remember. He was not a nice person, but then he was. I really wish that I remembered what we talked about before. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. He suspects that when the train makes a stop at Nag's Head, Sean will join up with the treasure and Sean will want Felicia's jewels. Meanwhile, Grant manages to warn Anna, who fixes up the hotel room to look like a love's nest, love nest, but Sean doesn't buy her lie that Robert's in the shower. He insists on waiting for Robert, and then as he calls her bluff and barges towards the bathroom, Robert stuns both of them by coming out. (laughs) A relieved Anna covers, and Sean leaves finally convinced the two are indeed having an affair. Finding Grant, Sean tells him that he needs the crowns and jewelry to complete the treasure and sends Grant after Frisco and Felicia. The train pulls out of Port Charles with Felicia openly displaying the jewels she's wearing. Thank you, This is why she doesn't wear them, though. And Robert and Anna shocking everyone with their lover charade. Anna throws Sean by later wearing Felicia's jewelry, and Robert makes a point telling Sean that the jewels were returned to Robert every night. Sean plays it cool, and he's worried that he's being set up. When they reach the hotel, Robert freaks Sean out by placing a picture of Prescott on his bed. Sean responds by sending out thugs after the group. I guess that's fair. Uh, when Robert and Anna search the town for bugging devices, Sean's men capture Frisco and Felicia, but Grant manages to knock the guard, knock out the guard and free the duo. Robert and Anna are able to fend off their attackers and the force return to the train unharmed shocks Sean. Heading in the other direction, a captive Holly is unable to sway Marty to release her. On the wedding train, Anna and Robert are frustrated when their bugging devices will only pick up static, but eventually Robert is able to overhear Sean's contact with a potential buyer, Mr. Wu. Anna recognizes the name and tells Robert Wu would only want the treasure if it was completely intact. Yay. I'm so glad that we're getting there. Anna revealed. To stall the sale, Robert sets up a fake news tidbit saying a diver found an Aztec crown, but another problem arises when Sean learns that Grant freed Frisco and Felicia. Since Grant's unable to watch Sean's movements now, Robert decides to replace him with Anna, and the duo set about to make everyone think they're on the outs. Robert decides to set up a huge fight between the two, but to make it completely authentic, he tells Anna he's not going to let her know what he's going to do. A trusting Anna agrees, but is completely devastated when Robert rips off her fake scar in front of everyone. Though she plays along, it's obvious to everyone, including Robert, how hurt and humiliated she is. Sean buys the act, but wants proof of her changing sides by giving him the jewels she bought from Slater. She's in luck when Celia decides not to wear the jewels when Jimmy Lee presents her with new jewels, so Felicia gives the jewels back to Anna. Robert manages to get part of a phone number connecting the treasure and is stunned when he calls and hears Holly yelling for help in the background. Prescott hangs up, slaps Holly, and tells her they're leaving her behind. Marty takes pity on her by leaving food and water for her and drops the keys to her handcuffs on the floor, but she can't reach them. Grant's news that he's returning to Port Charles to his surgical duties pleases Sean, who thinks all Robert's allies are deserting Robert. 
Robert plants a tracking device on Anna, but watches stunned when Sean takes off with Anna in a helicopter immediately after the wedding ceremony. Donnelly's reign of deception comes to an end in Canada, where he's kidnapped Holly, who had returned to the United States and overheard his plans to transport the treasure. In hot pursuit of his former friend, Robert tracked down the treasure, which was hidden under a tarpaulin in a chalet in the mountains. He then set out after Sean, and the two met up in a tramway precariously suspended by a cable high above the mountains. With Anna watching from below, Robert lost his balance and fell out of the car, apparently to his death. Oh no, I hope he makes it. (laughs) To complete the transfer of the treasure, Sean headed to the tram to meet the evil Mr. Wu. Instead, he was greeted by Wu's assistant, Mr. Yang, who is actually Robert, very much alive in disguise. The mystery of the Aztec treasure was finally over. And so, like, there was a lot of overlap with what we talked about last yeah. week. But there was a lot of details mm-hmm. missing. I like this. Like, that Holly was kidnapped. And, you know, all the little... Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think it's all set up now. So, we it's can all go into up. the Aztec treasure. Asian quarter. Asian quarter. That I know. You know what I mean. I know. <laughs> I kept saying it, too. I've done it a thousand times. Even typing it into YouTube, I'm like, nope, that's not what I'm supposed to be looking at. Exactly. So... Hope that you enjoyed this different version of the Aztec. Right. It's like a different view treasure. Right. Coming from someone else. Kind of fills in a little bit of blanks. And I guess we're going to see where we go with the Asian quarter. That one I feel like is going to be a multiple part. Oh, absolutely. Series. Because there's a lot that has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome though. Mm -hmm. So join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you with a peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com